You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, what is up, Eagles fans, right? Because this is a Philadelphia Eagles podcast, the official Eagles podcast. NFL fans. The, Liber- the Liberty Line. <laughs> Libras. Libras, bro. Your number one place for all Philly sports content, the fastest growing Philly sports blog in the Ferks. world. And that's Ferks. a fact. not a bias or anything no, like that. No, that is not a fabrication. Um, obviously, if you're new to the show, you can find this podcast on every single audio platform. You guys have been dominating the audio listens dominating and stuff like that. Real ones. Um, but Legendary. we are also a video podcast. You can find it on the Liberty Line YouTube channel. High quality visuals. 4K. Some good, look, some good looking 4K gentlemen. One white, one black behind the camera. Hey, hey, what the fuck? The DSLR camera. There is a lot to like about this show ladies and gentlemen but the, the the most important aspect of the show is you guys you guys have been begging and pleading and we are not I don't lying. like those words i don't like i those like words. to say begging asking asking a well-deserved episode is coming your way um we appreciate every single one we of kept them waiting too long dude this ocas was june 8th that was the last episode wow yeah well hey training camps Tuesday, what were we gonna so do it's, it's time to start recording talk about jacoski tart for 45 minutes we weren't about to do that so that's well, why you were up and down instagram that guy yes, is because i had to cover it average yes. at best yeah. oh okay well <laughs> you can hit though you can we'll hit. get into that like steven said be sh- uh thank you guys for everyone that has been tuning into the show asking for you know more episodes and all that stuff the last review on apple actually said the only critique was to put out more episodes so we will try and listen still to it all starting on plan uh, we don't do that over still here an all-star. A big yeah thing. we're we're yeah we are not still an all-star we are a good show be sure to subscribe if you're new to the show you found us on instagram or tiktok or wherever you're coming from thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast be sure to subscribe on apple itunes spotify stitcher anchor not anchor i i started with them i don't have them anymore that that, that was out of habit iHeartRadio, odyssey Anywhere else you get your shows, be sure to leave those reviews. Rate five stars each and every single review. Those bring uh, more eyes and ears to the show. Helps with the exposure of the show. Can't thank you guys enough for doing that for us. Be sure to follow me, the host, Victor Williams, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Philly Pod. A lot of good video content I do uh, daily over there. Be sure to follow my cohorts on all social. Stephen Conrad Jr., where can the people find you at and follow you, what you're doing? Uh, Stephen Conrad Jr. on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Tinder. Bumble, all that shit. Tinder, free agent. <laughs> for the females, for the females. A big fish out there in the free agent yep. market. Still looking for waiting his for next that team. Max contract. Waiting for that next team. Waiting for, his, waiting for a contract. I'd prefer, <laughs> I'd prefer to sign a two plus one, but you know. <laughs> one plus one. That James Harden, dude. I want that player option in year two, please. So all the Tinder free agents, he is looking for a one-year commitment with a one-year player option that he can opt out of next year. So, you know. 14 days. 14 days. I'm playing. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Training camp, like we mentioned, two days away. Two days away from some sort of Eagles football. And it is an exciting time because there are training camp matchups. There are battles, position battles to be had. And uh, Madden ratings drops. We'll briefly go over those to see what's fair and what's not and things like that. Um, but before that. trade piece out there, too, by the way. That needs to be addressed, which uh, what? is funny. Uh, what? Very funny. A you know, piece? there's a guy out there looming via potential oh, oh, trade. Oh, oh, and, oh. you know, it wasn't acknowledged until now. Now we're, we're doing some backpedaling, some of those in the Pax. media. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is a good point. And we actually have a rant that we are going to do at some point over 
over our quarterback that is currently in Philadelphia. But before we get into all of that, shout out to the good old sponsor, SeatGeek, who is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for sports, concerts, and theater events. Eagle season is coming up. Training camp is going to end at some point, so <laughs> Eagles Eagles games are coming up. Home opener in Minnesota, eight games. If you're looking, if you're out the country or out of the states and you're looking to come and uh, catch your first Eagles game or you're trying to uh, you know get the family out or whatever, so have you, be sure to go to SeatGeek.com. Sign up with promo code THEPHILLYPOD. Get $20 off your first purchase. James Harden is back for the Sixers. We actually have a bench. Get out to go see them. If Castellano starts hitting balls, maybe you want to go see the Phillies. <laughs> but Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, hockey, I, I think the Flyers are pretty depressing right now from what I've heard. I'm, I've seen a lot of people upset about that. But if you're going to get out to a game this season, be sure to go check out SeatGeek. Sign up with promo code THEPHILLYPOD. $20 off your very first purchase purchase they have the largest inventory on the web provide the most bang for your buck and have gorgeous interactive maps with 3d views that make finding the perfect seat simple perfect perfect for everybody perfect for even you guys that don't know technology because there's a lot of you but when you do and you figure it out sign up with I promo mean, we code don't. this is our second recording of this show <laughs> shut your ass up yo it really is though we wasted a whole 46 fucking we recorded minute. 43 minutes oh, worth of content just to oh, realize the whole yes. thing was screwed up fucked up yes yes don't yes Yes, that is that was not fun. Not fun. Promo code the Philly Pod twenty dollars off your first purchase when you go to SeatGeek.com. If you're going to Eagles games, don't meet me there. Beat me there. See you at the tailgates, getting smashed. Tailgates, actually. Tailgates. Yes, we will see. And when you there. he says beat you there, the reason he says that is make sure you're there with all the the, the refreshments. You know the the food. Hoagies. Like we prefer for that to be hot and ready for the Philly Pod guys to get <laughs> I need there. it to you know be I mean? on. I expect hot meal. I need every minute hot of my meal. sleep before I get there for that tailgate. But don't oh. worry, we're bringing the Howler Head though. Yes, Howler. Head. The the official drink of choice of the Philly Pot Howler Head Banana choice, Whiskey. Not sponsored. Drink of choice, choice not sponsored. They send us free shit, but they do not pay us. Come they, on, Dana White. Well, Dana White, the fuck. If if we were a UFC podcast, they would definitely like pay us. Well, I don't know. Are the Nelk Boys even sponsored? Oh yeah, they have to be. They you be. think they're sponsored? I don't. I don't know. know. Well, when they DM me, they're like, we don't do sponsors, well, they but we can just send are. you free I mean, fucking guy, merch. Pay, the guy hand gifted Kyle fucking yes. two hundred fifty grand or however much. Yes, yeah, so, oh jeez. So imagine? they they sent us the DM and they were like, oh, we don't do sponsors, but we can send you like free fucking merch all the time. And we are we do get the free bottle every every month though the ambassador program. So we are in that. Yes, try Hallahead banana whiskey. Very 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 tasty. So yes, two days away from training camp, we have death charts to try and figure out battles at the bottom of death charts. That we're trying to figure out who is staying, who is going, who might be traded, who might be cut, who might be coming in to the roster as we near opening day. So Steven, wide receiver, obviously all the eyes are on that. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal round out the top of the rotation. But at the bottom, you got Greg Ward, Jalen Rager, Britton Covey, Devin Allen, and who, 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 Deion Kane, you got some other names in there. Who may, who knows who's going to make this roster. So first, the WR3 battle, because I get a lot of like, is it going to be Pat School? Is it going to be Quez? This and that. So who do you think edges out that battle? And also, who do you think is here at the bottom of this wide receiver roster when it's all said and done come opening day? Well... Quez, I would assume, is your primary wide receiver three, right? Mm-hmm. But Zach Pascal yep. may situationally be a wide receiver three, depending on the situation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally just like Quez's compliment and his skill set and his potential, you know, over Zach Pascal to be wide receiver three. Him, his, I mean, he is one of the fastest players in the NFL, period. Says Madden, third fastest overall so, player in the league. 
Exactly. So, so you, matter. you factor that in with, you know, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, who are, are going to command so much attention. Man, that's going to be a lot for a defense to worry about. You know, Jalen's just going to have to hit the open guy, which can he do may that? sound crazy, guys, can but an NFL that? starting quarterback can hit an open guy, it's, believe I know, it or not. I know, I know some people think Jalen can't do it. I know some people think Jalen don't got that. What is it? What's the jokes? The noodle arm, the baby arm. What, what do people say? They said he can't do it. He has a, like a seventy-three strength in Madden. This is this is ridiculous. People think the man can't throw. I don't understand how it's happening. But to your point, Quez uh, is versatile enough to play inside and out. I think it is going to be intriguing to see AJ Brown in the slot when Quez is outside because AJ Brown in that big two hundred twenty-five pound frame is going to use and abuse five nine, five ten, five eleven corners in that nickel spot. I think Sirianni is going to try and move them around, have Quez beat people outside over the top, have AJ kind of beat up some people over the middle, intermediate routes, and Devontae just do what he does as a route technician. I'm very intrigued for this offense. Zach Pascal as the uh, aggressive run blocker, as the tenacious uh, you know, pass catcher, he can run some routes himself too, and he's a pretty good pass catcher in his own right. They're going to use him a lot because that is Sirianni's guy. He campaigned to bring him in here, and he's going to uh, use that. Use that kind of dog mentality, as uh-huh. they say. No, ah. <laughs> no, I do not think that's the case. But that's why he's going to be over the depth chart over your boy Jalen Rager, mm. who they did try to trade during the draft. They tried to move him. They tried to talk about him. That's how he him. said, my boy. I get a lot of yes. heat for that, man. Yes, he is your boy. He's not my boy. But he did. They tried to move him. Jalen. They tried to move him for Chuck Clark. They tried. They talked to Baltimore about it. Baltimore wanted more assets. Uh, the Eagles were not trying to attach any additional compensation to Rager to try and get Chuck Clark which is why, um, you know, talks kind of died there. You think about teams like the Packers and the Chiefs who needed receivers. They didn't make any moves. So Rager looks like he's going to be a one final chance in Philadelphia. Now, where is he going to be on the depth chart? Is he going to be doing punt returns because he was shaky back there? You don't know who's going to be returning kicks this year. Maybe it's Britton Covey or what have you. But what do you see for the future of Jalen Rager and Greg Ward? Because that last spot might come down to, uh, to, to, to between the two of them. And Greg Ward, most of his catches were touchdowns last year. And Rager is just disinterested at times. And I know he's been through a lot. He lost his uh, one of his friends, uh, you know, somebody close to him last year. And he just lost uh, Jeff Cladney a couple of months ago. And he's the kid's been through a lot. I'm not take I'm not taking that away from him. And he's definitely, you know, has has some hurdles to overcome. But he has to at some point put it all together on the football field. Does it happen this year? Maybe become wide receiver five one year. Yeah, no, WR five. Yeah, and if only, if uh, only. Look, you know what? It just kind of hit Former me. Former first-round pick at that. I Don't think forget. reverse psychology may work in this situation. Jalen, I'm so disappointed in you, man. Like, I defended you from day one. And his I dad blocked you. At, his dad blocked you. Down. His way. dad blocks me on Twitter when I literally wrote <laughs> articles for our website defending you. Oh, and when you had you had a few nice plays last year. I mean, look, I, I hope nothing. I wish nothing for, well, first of all, your mental health, first of all. Facts. Facts. But also on the field, hopefully you figure it out. I would like for it to be in an Eagles uniform because I tell you what, if he... If he does anything on that field for the Eagles next year, I will be up and down the timeline, as you know, because I've caught in a lot of slack. He'd be like, why can't he just be – so, you know, wide receiver one and two are your starters. Wide receiver three plays a decent amount of snaps. Why can't he just be a nice change of pace four who comes in and makes a nice play every now Maybe and then? Maybe he is that this he year. Needs. Maybe he's that this That's year. That's all he needs. You don't, you don't know what Rick is going to be. Going to be, and if he's is, getting beat tough. out by Devin Allen, a guy in in Jim Shorts, <laughs> hey, hasn't that's superstar on, track. Like, come on, Devin man, you're Allen a football you. player. Your dad played in the NFL. Championship track runner. And you're gonna let this track guy beat you. Your dad played in the NFL. Your dad, <laughs> and you're an NFL player. You got drafted. Devin Allen was picked up off the street. If you let that guy, I don't. I know it's special 
teams. If you let that guy beat you out, you should be ashamed of yourself. Hey, you hey. can post all these stupid things on social media and stuff like that, but that's embarrassing. Yeah, man. He, better, he better do something because Greg Ward at least is like, if anything, he's like, I don't even want to say consistent, but it's like he's familiar. What happened? He was so he's dynamic familiar. in college returning punts, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. The NFL is the NFL is a different animal. So like we said, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you can say one A, one B, however you want to call it, because people try to discredit like we got a real WR one now, Devontae could be that if you wanted to. He was to never a wide receiver yeah, one. Yeah, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear man. that. Quez Pascal, you have the guys, and then Greg Ward and Jalen Rager fight for that WR five spot. And then Britton Covey, Devin Allen might be uh, a special teams gems. I've heard good things about Britton Covey. Dallas Goddard likes him a lot. The coaching staff likes him a lot. Dallas Goddard likes him. Yes, he he campaigned for him at OTAs. He oh, said, watch out for him. Yeah, man. he said something. And then um Nobody's campaigning for a regular. No, right? not at all. Nope. <laughs> and then Devin Allen. Uh, championship track athlete Devin Allen will come in after he's going to be he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because he just got disqualified from those uh, from those championships so he's going to come in and if anything you can use that speed to be a gunner on the kickoff team or something so he can make the roster in uh, in some facet so the bottom of that depth chart is going to be interesting Deion Kane made some plays in OTAs uh, so we're going to we're going to see how it all shakes out but lo and behold we have a dynamic core of receivers, regardless of how the bottom of the depth chart looks. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, your core four guys. And that is going to be very, very exciting to watch. Safety as the next position to watch in training camp between Anthony Harris and Jaguaski Tart. Marcus Epps is pretty much locked in that one spot. The team likes him a lot. They're going to give him a chance to see if he can build on his um his his pretty good. 2021 season in a limited role he hasn't played he has yet to play a thousand snaps in his career but we're going to see what he can do in an expanded role next season and Jaquaski Tart and Anthony Harris are going to go ahead and fight for that other spot I like the Jaquaski Tart pickup a lot he's a physical guy that they can probably line up closer uh um, in the box closer to the line of scrimmage he's a thumper he's going to look to lay some people out I know he dropped the ball in the NFC Championship game. Every Dallas fan can't wait to remind me about it, but he he owned up to it. You know, it is it is what it is. And Anthony Harris was okay, okay with the Eagles last year. Nothing spectacular, nothing, you know, terrible. He's just kinda he's just kinda here. Steven, how do you see that uh that safety other other safety position opposite Marcus Epp shaking out and should, as you mentioned earlier, that special special trade target, should Jesse Bates be on the list of people that uh, the Eagles should be looking into as we near the beginning of this season. Well, I mean, that very short list of people that <laughs> put it very, to put it very uh, bluntly. I mean, that safety room could certainly use some help. I mean, <laughs> Jesse Bates. Just Let so it be known when Tar got signed, Steven was shitting on this guy. I I'm was like, just, dude, he's a thumper. He was like, he's mid, mid at best. Yeah, I mean, that's what he is, guys. Just because somebody, like, just because somebody does one thing good doesn't mean doesn't make them a he's great. Pretty good player. in coverage. He's pretty good in coverage. I said this on the previous recording that got jacked up. <laughs> I compared. I didn't jack it up, dude. I compared this. I didn't say you did. You said that guy. I compared this. Who's uh, the other guy? See, <laughs> it's just me and you. <laughs> just whatever, man. I uh, compared this safety situation to like the Sixers um, backup wing situation. It reminds me of that because it's always been a problem. Uh, It's probably the weakest. We could probably agree, right? The the safety position might be the weakest Uh, uh, unit on the team. The most questionable spot on the team, that's for sure. Um, It doesn't mean they're terrible, but it's just questionable. And when you look at, when you compare it to the Sixers backup wing thing, to me, Tart reminds me of Thibault. It's like a thing where you're intrigued by like the big hits that he makes like the big tackles everybody loves that i love it too mm-hmm. but you know what else does he bring to the game we 
not really. He's pretty good in coverage. In saying he's what a good, else he brings. he's pretty good in deep coverage, and Gannon's going to need that in his in his two deep zone. I like what he's going to. Uh, I like I like some of the things he does. I, he's not a he's not a long term option or nothing. He's a stopgap option at best, which is why some people want the twenty five year old Jesse Bates, who's coming off mm-hmm. a productive season since twenty twenty. He's the third highest grade, third highest graded defensive back. I'm pretty sure, and he helped the Bengals to their first Super Bowl appearance in thirty three years. So if you can lock up another critical position, you know, for the long term, you know, Jesse Bates is a pretty good is a pretty good option to do that. Uh, it's just that are the equals start. You would start. Well, to obviously, oh, become handicapped. I guess at that point, right? You're getting into that conversation. What do you mean? Well, because you're going to have that huge contract invested into AJ Brown. Then on the defense, you have the you know him. It would be Jesse Bates in that scenario. Uh, who else are we getting into? Then you got uh, the Reddick, you got the Reddick. you got the quarterback situation. Like yeah. who is going to get paid? We will, we will get into that. But so. he is going to get paid at some point, whether it's here or not. But thanks to Kyler Murray and soon Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to reset the market next year. Hertz is going to get a sizable contract mm. sooner than later because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do it. But yeah, Hassan Reddick has that forty five million dollar contract. There's gonna be a lot of contracts running around, but do you lock up a critical position now? Or do you hope, you know, and kind of wait for next year's draft and you hope to get a corner of safety out of that? Because as we all know, next year's the draft for corners. We need if, if if we don't get one next year, they just don't plan to get well, one. You know, obviously building a Super Bowl team is a balance of young talent, yes. but also yes. like proven big contract guys. Our yes. Super Bowl team I guess had both. Yeah. It was uh, we gonna have that amount of youth and a lot of veteran leadership. A lot of veteran leadership. Yeah. yeah. Right, it was definitely closer to the veteran side of mm-hmm. things. But speaking of veterans, if it was between Anthony Harris and Rodney McLeod, because they were both free agents coming into this year, I would have kept Rodney McLeod over Anthony Harris just for the uh, the the experience. He was one of the few leaders left from the Super Bowl team. He still have Fletch and Brandon Graham, but I feel like Rodney McLeod was kind of like the vocal leader when Malcolm left. So uh, I definitely would have liked to see him. I know he wasn't the same after the injury, uh, but he was starting to kind of kind of get back into it as the year went on. He had the uh, season saving interception. Um, in a, in a pretty critical NFC East game last year, uh, towards the end of the year, so I would have liked to see McLeod back over Harris, but I think the safeties are good enough to get by. Uh, like I said, obviously on the previous <laughs> previous recording, um, if it wasn't for signing James Bradbury, I would be a little more uh, enthused. I'd be a little more uh, driven to go ahead and try and be aggressive towards Jesse Bates. Uh, but since they got Bradbury, I think that was kind of how his final move. He was like, "We're going to be okay with our safeties. That's going to be our final move. Let's see what Jalen can kind of do with this team." Now, so, uh, you know, Jesse Bates obviously is in a situation where he can't get the contract because the franchise tender passed and he hasn't even signed that tender. But the tag deadline passed. So now he's in a situation where the Bengals either have to hope he turns up for work before fines start rolling in for regular season games or they just have to trade him before it gets even uglier. Uh, But Bates has made it clear that he has no intention of uh, playing on the franchise tag. So we'll go ahead and keep an eye on that. But I think Tart Harris, they'll be They'll be satisfactory. That's the word I'll use. They'll be satisfactory enough to get by as long as the corners in the front seven hold up. So I think that'll be a good deal. Uh, the next position to look at, because it gets scary if Dallas Goddard goes down, back up tight end, Jack Stahl, Tyree Jackson, Grant Calcaterra, and Jay Jaw, newly converted Jay Jaw, tight end two, as Madden 23's roster has it. Because a, if you go by the roster ratings, Dallas Goddard, 85. The next best guy on that depth chart is Jay Jaw at 66. Steven. Who do you want? There is Dick Rod. Is it Dick Rod season yet again? That's backup tight end. Is this what we're doing? Oh man, come on! <laughs> uh, 
For those that attended uh, open practices last year, Tyree Jackson looked like the best offense. Yeah, off- he was dirty. Best offensive yeah. player there. Yep. Again, his health status is up in the status, air. Status, yes. Toward that ACL and that meaningless uh, regular season finale, you know, that, yep. that has to suck. I feel I feel for the guy. I feel for him. And then, you know, Calcaterra has the obvious connection with Jalen Hurts. I don't know how far along he is as, t- as far as a pro. Yeah. Jaw, we've been saying for a while, should probably be moved to a tight end, but he doesn't, <laughs> they finally have, did it. He doesn't really have the height or size to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he's kind of like fringe receiver slash tight end. Um, you know, I, he was a he's good fringe run, football he was good player in the blocking game. He's fringe year. football player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like the bottom line is this year, regardless of who's behind him, this has to be Dallas Goddard's jump year. We talk about like, there's a few guys on this roster where it has to be their, their quote unquote jump year, but I think he needs it uh, more now than ever. I know he did just get extended, but in terms of numbers and impact on the game, like this needs to be the year where Goddard has his his like is fingerprints this, on this. Is this the year he gets into the Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, like that tier? Because yeah, I like feel he like he's should sniff that. I'm not saying he should. Like it would be great if he. But could he could be, be in the conversation, right? He could, yeah. he could certainly be in the conversation. And yeah. he's a great all around tight end. He's more than just a receiving tight end, obviously. Yep. But yep. like you know, Ertz is not here in training camp. Right. Like it's his. Right. It's his now. Um. Obviously, you know, some attention does get taken away due to. I mean, really, we have two arguable wide receiver. Yeah, we have two wide receiver ones on the roster. Let's just call mm-hmm. it what it is. Yep. So, you know, it gets interesting there. Um, but at the end of the day, like this team, we would assume is going to pass the ball more. And it's not like Goddard's like targets or anything should go away, even with A.J. Brown here. That the, Like mm-hmm. what the, what should happen is H, if it's the ball should be thrown to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, or Dallas Goddard. Like those no, three they should, should be, be, they should the, be the primary options. Like yes, at they the should end of the be. day, yes. yes. So Yes, 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 they should be. Hopefully that is the case. But, yeah, if it's 12 personnel, we're going to be seeing some dick rod out there. It's what it's going to look like. Tyree Jackson <laughs> starting training camp on the pup list, physical and able to perform list, which means, uh, you know, he's coming along in his ACL uh, recovery. They can activate him at any point during training camp to go ahead and try and get him on the roster. Um, but if they uh, if if he's unable to be taken off that list, he has a mandatory Yes, uh, missed a mandatory four games mm. to start the season. So we'll have, keep an eye on that as far as his recovery. But yeah, tight end gets a little shaky if Dallas Goddard goes down. So let's pray that he can go ahead and stay healthy. Linebacker, another interesting position. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, N'Kobe Dean, Davian Taylor, four guys that arguably have more talent than any linebacker we've seen since probably Trotter, D'Amico Ryans. I guess Nigel Badham's in that conversation because he wasn't terrible when he was here for the uh, Super Bowl run in OTAs, Edwards and Kaiser White were the starting linebackers. I assume that is going to be the case come the season opener. Nicobe Dean's going to be brought along as the rookie. David and Taylor will be mixed in as well. Steven, how are you feeling about the linebackers? What do you expect to hear from them coming out of training camp? Because Kaiser White kind of goes under the radar as one of these signings, but I expect big things from him in this defense next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, uh, Kaiser White is probably not like a household name. I've I told you that. Like, I was yeah. familiar with the name. You but heard I didn't that realize. signing, and you were like, "Who the fuck?" But based off of <laughs> the fuck is that? Ba- right, based off of hearing Chargers' um, Twitter's reaction to it, they weren't too pleased to see him go. So that tells me right away that he's a pretty. He's got an impact on the game, mm-hmm. which 
like even if you want to say he's like average at best, that's still much better than what we had. Our linebacking core was terror has been bottom abysmal. of the NFL. Abysmal, the yes. Eric Wilson, all that, all all that guy. Yeah, Nate yeah. Care. We thought Eric Wilson was a good. I Eric Wilson was a guess. Cut, he's gonna so. do it. I hope Kaiser White doesn't turn into another Eric Wilson, a linebacker who no came way, in. We thought was hype. He shows evident. Uh, like, you know, sideline to sideline speed. He's a traditional three-down linebacker. I think he's going to be great in this defense. And then you have the, uh, you know, when, when you when you talk about linebackers, you have the, uh, the the chess piece on defense, per se. That is Hassan Reddick. Wherever he's going to line up as edge rusher, or however Gannon decides to use him, it's going to be up to him to try and put him in the correct position to succeed because Hassan Reddick didn't – didn't sustain incredible success until he became an edge rusher. And I hope Gannon doesn't try. He's smart enough to know how to use him. I just hope he doesn't try to get too cute and like do other things with him. So that's going to be uh, uh, fun to watch as well. Now, I, I want to touch on special teams a little bit because I feel like it's not talked about a whole lot because our punter sucks, number one. They, 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 the Eagles never had – I feel like the opposing team never has – bad field position because the punter is horrible was he not terrible i'm pretty sure i remember him shanking 29 yard punts yeah. it was bad before jalen rager's punt return touchdown in 2020 the last punt return this team had was 2015 from darren sproles so i want to see some dynamic people back there returning kicks i want to be a threat on special teams because if anything when chip was here at least we were a good special why teams guy. Do it? So much why is michael clay the coach still here I thought he was going to be let go, uh, and he's back He's back here. I want to see Quez back there. I don't care if it's Gainwell, Britton Covey, Devin Allen, whoever it is going to be. I need to see something happen on special teams this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That was definitely mm. – Jake Kelly is the only like th- good thing we have going on special well, teams right now, and even he's kind of well, shaky sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's arguable. I mean, I don't – yeah, if we're – well, the field goal – yeah, well, you can't do – you can certainly do worse than Jake Elliott. Oh yes, definitely. I think no, nah, he's he's definitely a, a upper echelon. He's upper echelon kicker. I think he only did he miss any kicks outside of fifty last year. I don't think he did. I don't think I don't think I don't think he did. So yeah, he's. I'm just saying. I'm gonna see some kick returns, punt returns. Oh, I want to yeah, see a punter that can kick game. the ball yeah, consistently absolutely. fifty yards. That'd be nice. I don't know why they didn't bring another punter in to compete with sit balls. Or, yeah, I would like to see something. So maybe the open training camp, he's shanking kicks out of bounds, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh. Oh, did you ever do the uh, the coffin corner drill like in Madden? Like, did you ever do you remember that punter drill? Like, kick it in the corner. No. Oh I just man, didn't care enough you didn't to... care to do those no. drills. Oh man, they were goaded. So <laughs> I would love to see a punter do that. Oh, that 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 would be nice. Um, speaking of cornerbacks, we didn't um um get into uh, Craig James, who the Eagles released last year. Special teams or uh, last week, sorry. Uh, special teams captain, twenty twenty with Duke Riley, played a majority of his snaps on special teams, was on the practice squad much of uh of um last season so the eagles let go of him because they have 12 corners on the roster between all the all the uh undrafted free agents josh joe mario goodrich they have all these guys and then once you get past uh slay maddox and uh and uh bradbury looking at guys like zach mcpherson Tay go and carrie vincent jr all these other guys that are going to develop and hopefully be young guys next in line if they don't decide to draft one next year uh and then you look at the qb and of course, he's going to be the spotlight is going to be on him as it wasn't OTAs, as reports from Derek Gunn is coming out from May and July for whatever reason. And I don't think Gunn got wrong information. I'm just curious on why the guy who gave Gunn that information like decided to give it to him then. But regardless of what happened, whatever the product that this person told Derek Gunn was a much different product than I saw. Mm. So I was curious on how this happened. But regardless. All eyes are going to be on Jalen Hurts in training camp. And best believe they're going to blow, overblow the good things he does and they're going to overblow the bad things he does and all this and that. 
my issue with the whole Jalen Hurts thing is when did running the football become a bad thing for the quarterback? When did this happen? Because how many arguments, Steven, do we have with people? And we always talk about he only threw 16 touchdowns last year. Okay, well, what about the 10 he ran in? Oh, we need a quarterback, not a running back. When – somebody please explain to me when a quarterback rushing the football became a detriment to the offense. Because at the end of the day, when you get in the end zone, they all count for six, do they not? Well, you want to know what the argument is, right? What is they the argument? Say it's, they say – Because they want you to beat him with his arm? No, they try to say, like, Tom Brady's won all these Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. Fuck? Wait, you don't think the other 29 teams in the NFL or however – or was it 31? Yes, there's 32 total teams. 30, the, uh, the other, thir- <laughs> my bad. The other 31 teams. Fucking in the numbers NFL, together, man. Wouldn't Tom Brady on their team? That's just not the reality of it. You, take Tom Brady out of the equation. Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, he's mobile. Would you agree? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, oh is yeah, mobile? he's mobile. He can move. He's mobile. Josh Allen, mobile. Yeah, no Lamar one talks Jackson, about Josh Allen. Mobile. Josh Allen has Patrick Mahomes, home. mobile. Uh, I don't know. He looks uncomfortable. Yes, he, nah, he looks uncomfortable when he runs. Yeah, but he might he's be mobile. mobile but he's mobile. He, yeah. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson, mobile with his feet. Yes. Uh, who else am I missing? There's some guys. But are who? How many of those guys are? Kyler like, Murray, mobile. Yes, he is. Well, how, I guess how many of those guys? How many of those Deshaun guys? Watson. How many of those guys are quote unquote rushing quarterbacks? How many would you consider? It's Lamar, Jalen, and who? Kyler, kind of, and Josh Allen. Like those guys are like rushing quarterbacks. You would call them. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the knock. When did when did getting the when did running the football become a bad thing for the offense? It's just because he has throwing deficiencies. And that's it. And that's it. And that's isn't it. the whole point of being a successful player? Obviously, work on your deficiencies, mm-hmm. which we need Jalen. Like, that's the. At we the all end know of the day, he has stuff to work on. All right. We all know this. At the end of the day, throws, if he's the Eagles quarterback, he has to, the, the deficiencies need to go away. I bet you but I'll tell you this. That doesn't mean you, you, you say, you know, stop playing to your strengths. Right. Why would you tell a player to stop playing to their strengths? Uh, imagine, imagine if Lamar Jackson. We won football games. Imagine, with imagine if Baltimore. Baltimore decided that they couldn't build around Lamar Jackson rushing the football. Did they shy, Did they throw him away because he rushed the football? No, they built around his strengths and what he do win an MVP season. Yeah. I know like playoff games and you know all that stuff, but Lamar's still young. He's gonna get the bag within the coming weeks if Baltimore's smart. And I just don't understand why this is a bad thing. And we know that Jalen Hurts has things to work on: anticipatory throws, going through his progressions, throwing his guys open rather than waiting for him to get open, and all of this. We know he needs to work on all of this. But rushing the football is a an additional weapon. It is not a crutch. It is not a it is not a a, a detriment to the offense. It is a very very good weapon to have when 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 stuff breaks down. And I understand. You don't want Jalen Hurts to be one read and take off. I know, like, like that's what a lot of people are saying. He just gets one read and takes off, and I, I get that, and that's something that I think he got better at as the year went on. I think he got better at keeping his eyes downfield. But I promise you this: when everybody, when he ran for three touchdowns against the Saints last year, I didn't hear nobody bitching mm. about that. I didn't hear not one person bitching. Oh, not me. Did you? Oh yeah. So I just, I just like Jalen rushing the football is not a bad thing for this offense. Let's stop. And Let's stop acting this- like it idea thrown around and i agree with it somewhat that it's not sustainable sustainable i think play it that, is to play the way we did oh last year oh no that's but not sustainable what, but we're not going to be that offense we're this not going to be that because we have aj brown if now it was sustainable we wouldn't sign aj brown and jalen has another year in the offense period forget the personnel he has another uh, first, another offseason first in. consecutive offseason with the same offensive staff in his football career since high school i think like that's yeah. that that like familiarity matters, coaching continuity matters, all that stuff matters, and I think we need to just like kind of wait, like let Jalen just kind of grow, 
and go from, and, and go from there. I'm not saying he's going to be like a, 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 a an elite All Pro quarterback. I'm not saying none of this. I'm saying I'm willing to let him let him grow. Mm-hmm. That's all. That, that's, that's what this that's season is. And that's what this season is. And if he and if he shits the bed and looks terrible, then you take your two first round picks. You ship Jalen off to some team who's willing to 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 take on a reclamation project. You take your two picks. You go trade draft whatever you're going to do and then we'll start from ground up but at least then we'll have pieces in place for whatever new quarterback comes in which is why i think howie did a good job uh with this team this year uh real quick these black helmets got released this week uh a lot of people like them a lot of people don't a lot of people are saying it's hard to tell or difference from the dark green steven thinks it's boring what's 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 the takeaways from the black helmet release i just don't get the intrigue of like like all black is sexy that's why yeah but sexy I think the midnight green helmet looks great with the all black yeah. uniform. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. Are we really the Philadelphia Eagles if we don't have any green on the uniform? I'm more intrigued to see the updated, you know, the modernized version of the Kelly. Yeah, whenever yeah, that comes. Yeah, well, the black helmets are only going to be one year old. I'm not going to come. Like it is what it is. Teams can, teams can only have two alternate helmets, so next year is going to be Kelly green. They're only going to do this black thing for one. I actually year. rather have seen a white helmet. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you would have done that. White wings on a white helmet. How are you going to do that? Gray wings. We gray <laughs> wings. Okay, yeah. There's white elements. So I don't think. What are you looking at? I was just looking at the logo. Oh, I was, trying to come, I was, I was like, like, what are you staring at? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. It's everywhere. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. How many Eagles logos on here? Uh, fucking a lot. A lot. So, yeah. I, I dig the black jerseys. I think I think all black everything is, is goaded. I like it. But I understand, like, you're kind of, every team is doing it now. I think the most goaded black helmets this year are the jets and the panthers because the panthers have that matte thing going yeah, on. yeah but see they have the blue in it still and the jets have the jets have green oh but you like that i like but the jets if green. we do all black where's the midnight green because uh, the wing is uh, yeah, oh so your problem is that there's no midnight green that's yeah. kind of the thing it is so like what are we at that yeah point? well i mean people are bitching about the logo i gotta too. see it too the it's logo just... reveal the logo reveal was like depressing like mm-hmm. the new uh word mark that yeah. shit is gross yeah never again Ever again, please. All right, real quick before we wrap this up, we will uh, gloss over the Madden ratings and kind of go through like you know what's fair, what's not, this, this, and that. Uh, Steven QB position: Jalen Hurts seventy four, Minshew sixty seven, Reed Sinnott is a fifty. Carson Strong not on the roster as of now. Fair, unfair. Jalen Hurts is seventy four. Minshew has a sixty seven. Is actually kind of low. I yeah. I what's going on with don't that? Agree with both of their ratings. I think Jalen. Should be like a seventy-seven. Minshew should be in the seventies. Well, how's how's he? Uh, I don't know. He's a fringe starter. How's yeah, that's 67? what I'm saying. Yeah, what's going on here? Jalen Hurts' strength rating is a seventy-three. So these uh, matter makers think just like some of these uh, haters that Jalen just don't got the strength. Don't how's got he it. not a seventy-seven? How he, how does he not have the strength? He don't got strength. He's strong. He's jacked, ain't he? And he benches like he I squats just, like six hundred pounds. I wonder how that seventy four compares to the other starting QB. Yeah, I wonder how it compares to Jalen Rager being a seventy four. How are they the same rating? Yeah, that doesn't make that's, sense. That's that's something. Running backs: Miles Sanders eighty two, Boston Scott seventy five, Gainwell seventy four, uh, Huntley is a sixty five, Kennedy Brooks is a sixty three. Anything stand out to you there? Just don't know what Boston Scott did last year to <laughs> to be one point rating. higher than I know Gainwell. it's one point, but it's Gainwell hey, was clearly hey, hey, better player. It's for being the Giants killer. That's what he got it for. That's what he got it for. Wide receivers: AJ Brown, eighty-seven, not top ten. Apparently, Amari Cooper is better than AJ Brown and gets that top ten slot. Uh, Devontae Smith, eighty-three, too low in my opinion. Pascal, seventy-eight. That's fine. Quez, seventy-six. Speed rating, ninety-eight. Third fastest in the entire game. Rager, seventy-four. Greg Ward, seventy-one. Takeaways on that. 
Well, A.J. Brown was the best player acquired in the first round of the draft. <laughs> and overall, doesn't, like, come on, Matt. 87 is kind of disgusting. Like, why would you? Devontae's 83 is going to better go up. How is Terry season? at 91 and A.J. Brown's at 87? And I love Terry McLaurin. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's wild. Devontae should at least be at 85, in that, my opinion. It's funny. We're saying Quez is wide receiver. Pascal's got a better rating. Uh, Quez well, is going to go up. They're right? better. They're good at different things, though. I like the, yeah. I like how they kind of complement each other. I already had mentioned this, but Goddard, 85 at tight end. Jay Jaw, 66. Richard Rogers, 65. Grant Calcaterra is a 64. Jack Stahl, 60. Tyree Jackson, 56. If Jeez. Goddard goes down, we are in trouble because Jay Jaw is next on that list. <laughs> well, hey, if he's truly one of the top tight ends, as we say, that 85 better go up. Oh, yeah, it should. It should. Offensive line, Lane Johnson, 92. Kelsey is a 90, Mylotta 84, Landon Dickerson is a 75, Andre Dillard 73, Isaac Siamalu is a 72. Kelsey seems low, Mylotta seems low. Yeah, My I initial agree. takeaways. And I think Dickerson will go up this season too. Facts, facts. Will actually be a starter. Linebackers, they have Reddick as a linebacker. He is a 82, Kaiser White 79, TJ Edwards 79, Nicobe Dean 71, Davian Taylor is a 69. Pretty decent linebacker core there, I would say. Uh, defensive line, Fletcher Cox, 88, way too high. Hargrave is at 84. He should probably be swapped with Cox on that rating. <laughs> Brandon Graham, 80. Josh Sweat, 80. Jordan Davis, 78. Derek Barnett, 74. Milton Williams is a 70. I think Wet's, Sweat's kind of low there, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, if Sweat's truly the guy, he shouldn't have the same rating as What do you a, mean by the guy? The defensive end, the starting defensive end on this team. Mm. Right? He got paid the money. Yeah. I he need to see consistency from Sweat this year. Though. I know it's a video game. I get it, but he shouldn't have the same rating as a washed Brandon Graham. He needs to be consistent. No, no I'm not like no disrespect. Did you call Brandon Graham washed, <laughs> dude? He's coming off an Achilles. It doesn't mean he's washed. Washed means like you're just like not good anymore. He like, was. You know? He's a, the goat. The Eagles goat. Smay said wash, wash. Just say he's like not coming off his, coming off an not injury. By his problem. He's unknown, unknown. unknown the the, unknown. the universe. Made him watch. It's unknown, not his unknown. fault. It's... I need to see some consistency from Josh Sweat. I'm getting tired of two games of one sack. Next game he has one. Then That's three what I mean. games you without none. Distinguish yourself. How is Brandon Graham on your level, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cornerback Darius Slade, 92. Bradbury, 82. Avante Maddox is a 79. Jimmy Moreland, who I forgot was on the roster, ex Washington commander that was picked up this offseason. He is at a 73. Josiah Scott. Backup nickel is a 69. McPherson still sucks. McPherson still not that great. <laughs> 68. Take going is a 65. We have two corners that are over 80. I'll take Hopefully one of those guys emerges the back end. Facts. Darius Slay, by the way, not top 10 by ESPN, but he is a top five cornerback in Madden. So I'm glad one so of them. weird. I don't understand. Got it right. And safety, Anthony Harris, 80. Jaquaski Tart is a 79. Marcus Epps, 73. Kayvon Wallace is a 71. Anthony Harris, 80, is super generous. In my opinion. And I'm Marcus Epps is kind of low. I thought he'd be a little higher than that. How you feel about the safeties? I guess. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. That about wraps up this episode of Training Camp Preview. Wanted to go over some Madden ratings. Kind of shit on the black helmet, I guess, since apparently it's just not great. Just, yeah, no midnight greed, so it's just not good, apparently. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Philly Pod. If you're new to the show and you like this episode, or even if you don't subscribe anyway, it doesn't matter. The numbers help. The numbers help. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, anywhere else you get your shows. Leave those reviews. Rate five stars. Everyone does help with the exposure of the show. Subscribe on YouTube. Search the Liberty Line on YouTube. You'll see everything there. Subscribe to the channel. Click the bell for notifications so you don't miss any reactions, videos, shorts, whatever it is. 
we are doing at the time, SeatGeek.com. Be sure to go ahead and sign up for your Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, whatever it is you are going to watch, concerts, I don't care where you're going, Lil Baby, whoever it is you're going to go see, be sure to sign up, SeatGeek.com. Promo code the Philly Pod gets you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Steven, anything in the pipeline? Where can the people find you? Holla at the Folk Force. Yeah, it's Stephen Conrad Jr. on all social media platforms. And dating uh, profiles. Yeah. Facebook actually. dating. Instagram. <laughs> Snapchat. TikTok, What's your Snapchat, dude? YouTube. What's your Snap? I think it's, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about my Snapchat. Just DM, <laughs> just DM me on Instagram, man. That's where everything is. Um, He's very, a, very, uh, he is a free agent. very big presence on all those platforms. Yes, very, very, very big presence. We appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show. Go ahead and visit thelibertyline.com for around-the-clock coverage on all five major Philly sports. Till the next one, y'all. Peace out from the Philly pod. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.